0: Listening to Give Me the Bible with Lynn. Today's program is entitled Works or Faith. Hello, my radio friends. It's great to be with you again to share God's Word. We've covered a wide range of topics in the Give Me the Bible series, but there is much more yet to learn. The Bible is a book of depth because it comes from God. Today we're going to examine a subject that has been very controversial over the years, It's about faith and works the key word in this debate is justified the word justified has three meanings but the meaning of it as used in the Bible is the act of being made right with God that meaning is made clearer by pulling the word apart into its various syllables. Justified then becomes just as if I'd not sinned. So then you might say the word justified means forgiven, had your name cleared, absolved, or wiped clean the slate. Someone who is justified then has had their misdeeds their sins removed and have come into a new and different relationship with God, not as sinners, but as God's children. There are some who believe that once forgiven, you are right with God for the rest of your life. The popular terminology for this belief is once saved, always saved. These people think that no matter what you do, from the point of initial justification, you are right for the rest of your life. I personally can't agree with this line of thinking because I know people who were once justified or saved and then later fell back into a selfish and evil way of life. And put God right out of consideration. Anyhow, the justification debate is primarily influenced by two main verses in the Bible. One is from Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The other one is from James 2, verse 24. It says, You see that a person is justified by what he does. Now there's a bit more to this verse, but we'll deal with that later. Does the Bible therefore contradict itself? One verse says that we are justified through faith and the other is saying that we're justified by what we do, by what we do, that is our works. Can one idea be right and the other wrong? Could they both be right? So let's see what is the truth of the matter. In Ephesians 2.8 is this well-loved verse. It says, For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And then the verse goes on to say, Not by works, so that no one can boast. Justification, that is, Being made right with God is a matter of faith. The verse I just quoted is quite clear on that. But in reality, faith is only the means by which we can claim justification. You see, you can have all the faith in the world, but unless God is willing to give you forgiveness and forgive your sins, nothing will be achieved. It's a bit like this. You can go mining for gold and you have faith that you'll find gold and become rich. But unless there is gold where you're mining, you'll achieve nothing. It will all be a complete waste of time. So really, forgiveness, that is, being made right with God, is because of God's goodness, his graciousness, and his compassion and willingness to grant that forgiveness. It is God's grace that allows us to be forgiven, to come into a right relationship with him. And as a byproduct of that justification, we're given eternal life. Ephesians 2.8, which I just read to you a moment ago, is quite emphatic on this issue. It is by grace you have have been saved. Faith is the means by which we can access God's grace. How can you prove that you've been forgiven? The simple answer is that you can't. It is by faith that you accept God's forgiveness. Faith is acceptance without proof. You can't go to the shop and buy grace and forgiveness. You can't order forgiveness on eBay. You can't go out into a paddock and pick up pieces of grace and then come home. And show everyone that you have it. You can't see grace, you can't touch it or smell it or taste it. Justification, the grace of God, has to be accepted by faith. And here is the critical issue in the debate about how we are justified. There is no question that justification comes to us as a result of faith, acceptance that is, without tangible proof. Mind you, there is enough evidence in the Bible about God's goodness that it is not blind faith that allows us to ask for forgiveness and to believe we are justified. The burning question is about what happens to us after we receive forgiveness and become right with God. In the Gospel of John and chapter 8 is a wonderful story about this very thing. Jesus was teaching in the temple courts and many, many gathered around him and he was instructing them. And from verse 3 and on we read, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman they caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to cast a stone at her. No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. So what should happen to us when we receive forgiveness for our sins? Well, there should be a change in our lives. We should become pure and not be involved in our previous sinful, selfish ways any longer. We should leave our life of sin. That's what should happen. Of course, as human beings, we are prone to sin and are constantly being tempted to sin. As a result, although forgiven and justified, we might fall again, sometimes repeatedly. But in each case, when we ask for forgiveness and are truly sorry for what we've done, God will forgive us. 1 John 1.9 reminds us of that. It says, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, back to the book of James. I get the idea that James was inspired to be very forceful and extremely serious about what he wrote about on the subject of justification. Perhaps he was addressing a problem that had arisen in the Christian church back then. Here's what he wrote. What good is it, brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Then James gives an example. He says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Obviously, this was a problem In the early Christian Church. There were those who claimed to be justified. They claimed forgiveness and claimed to be God's children but there was no evidence of any change. But that same problem has existed with some Christians ever since. Some of them go to church and to all appearances they are holy. But the acid test is how they relate to their fellow human beings. Of some, it is said they are so heavenly minded that they are of no earthly use. And I hope that's not how you are. We have a little break and go on straight afterwards.
1: Thank you.
0: Just before the break I was reading to you from the book of James and James says what good is it brothers if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds can faith save him and then James goes on to say but someone will say you have faith and I have deeds James uses himself as an example. He says, show me your faith without deeds, which is works, and I will show you my faith by what I do. James is making the point that faith cannot exist in isolation. There must be an outcome, some evidence of it, It will produce compassion and a willingness to serve those who need help. And so we come back to what I quoted in the beginning of this program. It says you see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. There are certain things that cannot exist in isolation. Take Gravity, for example. How do you know there is gravity unless you're able to feel it? That is, that there's something for gravity to act upon. Love is another example. Love has no expression unless there is someone to receive it. And take hope. As a further example how does someone know they have hope if there's nothing to hope for so it is with faith there has to be an expression of it and that expression is in the doing of good deeds or good works but then the question arises how can one's deeds Provide justification? The simple answer is in isolation without faith, it doesn't. Just as faith in isolation without deeds is unable to justify, to make you right with God, so it is with the other. The two things go together. Either one alone is not enough. Have you ever heard the expression, cheap grace? It means that Jesus paid the price for justifying sinful mankind before God with his own life. Added to that, it means that it costs repentant sinners nothing. Jesus paid on our behalf. But because we are so freely forgiven, There are those who have taken advantage of God's kindness by doing wrong and then saying, ah, it's all right, God will forgive me. And so they go on sinning and asking for forgiveness as if it were nothing more than spilling a few drops of water on the floor. There must be a change in the justified person And that's why James wrote so forcefully on the subject. In fact, he went so far as to say that faith without deeds is dead. So what are these deeds or what are these works? Same thing. I believe that the works are good works, such as acts of kindness, being friendly, the friendless doing good to others providing help whether it be for the necessities of life or otherwise and in assisting with personal problems or even something as little as providing comfort when someone around us is stressed it is something that is not egocentric That self-centred. It is for the betterment of others. A less obvious work or deed that comes with being justified is the search for a closer relationship with God. Part of the gratitude that comes from being declared righteous is wanting to know your Saviour better and that leads one to prayer it leads one to a more effective study of God's word and it leads us to obedience. Unless deeds accompany our justification, it means we haven't been justified at all. So there we have it. We are justipi- justified by faith and works. The debate as whether justification is dependent on faith or works is based on the wrong premise. It has been and always will be both. Just as in a marriage there must be a bride and a groom, so it is with being made right with God justification involves both faith and works at a wedding ceremony if the groom turns up and the bride doesn't of course there'll be no marriage for justification to be a reality there will of necessity be faith and works there used to be a popular song About love and marriage. Here are a couple of lines from it. Love and marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. Dad was told by Mother, You can't have one without the other. If you have sincerely asked God for forgiveness, And believe that you've received it that is you've received justification there will be a change in you your interests will change from self-interest to being supportive of other people and wanting to do what God wants you to do those things will be a natural outcome of the relationship you have with God. And so, my friends, that's it for today. I'm glad you've joined me. And until next time, I wish you God's blessings and lots of joy and peace.
2: That where your treasure is There will your heart be also Your heart stays where You hide your greatest love Now you can leave that love on earth Where thieves may steal tomorrow Or you can take it to that hiding place above where there's a treasure. Wait It gives me a purpose